to recap on the statement. Within the past few minutes, Buckingham Palace has announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Charles was crying Cause his mam was dying now But she's gone and guess where she's off to Get her in the mud, in the mud Get her in the mud Queenie wants the mud, wants the mud She loves loads of mud Everybody's crying Everybody's really sad I just want her in the mother mud Queenie's smelling mud, smelling mud Queenie's smelling mud Queenie loves the mud, loves the mud Queenie loves the mud. Are you crying cause a pedo lover died? A bit of muddled dry those eyes. A bit of muddled wipe out years of disconcert. Let's give that dirt a little squirt. And remember her son's friends with the nonce. The mud's the only just response. Are you sad because the queen is in her grave? The monarchy is built on slaves. Queenie's in the mud, in the mud. Queenie's in the mud. Liz is in the mud, in the mud. Liz is in the mud. Queenie's in the mud, in the mud. Queenie's in the mud. Liz is in the mud, in the mud. Love a respectful fade. <laughs> That's the good thing about this podcast. Like you, ne- you could never know our political leanings, really. Gav, you might be going to prison. That was a song sent in by a reader, by the way. Like, <laughs> I've got I've got a note here from Joe and Matt saying that we are complicit. <laughs> yeah, they have a writing credit on it. <laughs> you proud of that, Gav? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that's the same every week. And like every week, we are mourning the death of the Queen. A nation mourns. Yeah. Where were you when you found out that the Queen was dead? I was behind the bar next to one of our most royalist customers who was, <laughs> because he was aware of the um, the health issues. They sort of started most of the day with the Queen having health issues, didn't they? Um, he was like bracing himself for the news. And um, when he finally, when it finally dropped off at like half past six, he was so upset he had to get 80 quid. He tried to get 80 quid cash back. I said, no, because you're going to buy Coke with it. Then he went out and got coked up and just went home and just f- fucked himself up all night, <laughs> respectfully. Wow. When you said royalist, in my mind, 
that guy is like 80 years old getting fucking all beaked up in Nottingham <laughs> to celebrate the Queen's death. It's what she would have wanted. <laughs> oh, that is a strange reaction. It's fuck it. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm very in- incredibly sad, so I'm going to just do what I do when I party. Yeah, you're like, I was having a good time before <laughs> when I did that, so I want good times again. Right. It's like, is it, what do you call it? Like a displaced emotional, like cute aggression when like a puppy's so cute you want to strangle it to death because you, your, your brain doesn't know what to do with the emotions it's having. So mm. the, the grief of the queen dying, it's like, I just want to do crystal meth now. <laughs> God Rest her soul. What's your feature, Steve? (laughs) (laughs) My feature is positively uplifting and quite nice compared to what's just happened. But I've just seen who's in it. It's it's fucking not. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. You are Prince Philip, royal husband and secret time cop. Can you recruit your wife, Queen Elizabeth II, into the ranks of Temporal Police Academy so that she may live forever by your side and play fun pranks on time cop Captain Tom? As you all know, Prince Philip is a travelling space, travelling time cop. From previous features where we've left him, he has assassinated uh, Lydia, scourge of the Jews, before she could destroy uh, the Jewish people. He also, what else has he done? Oh, murdered Diana before she could plant all those landmines. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> so he goes, travels through time, putting right what once went wrong, often at the expense of his own reputation in our timeline. He is a good man, above all else. And yet sometimes the things he do appear atrocious. Only, yeah, the only way of correcting the course of time, preventing atrocities from befalling the human race. You are Prince <laughs> Philip, everybody's most least favourite royal, after the idiot duchesses Branston and Geoffrey. You are tumbling arse-over bastard sideways through the time-space continuum aboard your 2008 Land Rover Discovery. Through the windscreen, you see entire epochs whizzing past like billboards. Cavemen sharpening rocks to form primitive tools. 9-11. The time that woman put a cat in a wheelie bin. 9-11 again. The thing where they all stood around signing the Declaration of Independence. The cavemen again. Then 9-11 a couple more times. Then Genghis Khan, but it's actually just a guy doing fancy dress in 1995. Then the actual Genghis Khan in 1182. Boy. That fancy dress guy really nailed it. <laughs> then back to 1995, and the fancy dress guy's winning first prize. Ah, oh, well deserved. Good for him. <laughs> A couple more 911s. Then, then, oh no, this is your least favorite fixed point on the hyperdimensional time sphere. You glance down at your Land Rover's chrono dashboard just to be sure. <clears throat> Getting choked up. <laughs> <laughs> Big bird all over again. <laughs> and sure indeed it be. Sure as sure could ever was. Balmoral, 2022 in old Earth years. September 8. You put your Land Rover in neutral, engage the time handbrake, and hover quietly in a pocket dimension behind a big portrait of King George with the eyes cut out so you can have a sneak peek at your beautiful queen wife during her last moments. She looks so strange and fragile now, like a really long McDonald's chip. (laughs) 
You're trying to watch. Sorry. That's, that's incredibly vivid. I know. I just, she's bending in the middle when you hold her up. Um, Log, you can be Phil. Nice. Gav, you can be kind, time cop Captain Tom. Perfect. Your chrono watch begins to buzz. It's time cop tap. Time cop Captain Tom, and he's got his time cop Captain Top hat on. Prince Philip, come in. Reading you loud and clear, Captain Tom. I've just got word from headquarters that you're mooching around 2022 again. You know where I think you are, are you? I'm off duty, Captain. What I do in my own time is none of your business. If it's to do with time, it is my business. Just give me this one moment, please, Captain. You know you can't change this, right? Tell me you know that much. After all the good work you've done for the time police, like when you stopped Diana before she could sneak back into Angola at night to replant all those landmines they dug up, or when you assassinated Harambe because his great-great monkey grandson was destined to one day rip the arms of a load of children on a school trip. You know the rules. You know how this works. Damn it, I know better than most, Tom. But I think there might be another way. You look down at your Prince Philip hands, the hands of a young man, a time cop in his prime. In 2022, you are already long dead and probably a skeleton. But time does not fly like an arrow. It's all squiggly and wet, like leftover spaghetti fingered into a drain pipe because you are too lazy to fish it out with your fingers and put it in the bin like you're supposed to. You look at your other hand, and in it is a second chrono watch, one you have been assembling for years by scraping crusty time residue off the windshield of your Land Rover Discovery. A time crop, time, time cop chrono watch ready to bestow <laughs> upon an new recruit who may live on by your side, solving time crimes and doing pranks. It is pink for a woman, and it has a crown on it for a queen. That had better not be what I think it is, Prince Philip. I hope you like having shampoo replaced with glue and then getting your... Hands stuck to your hair, and you just before you have to give a big speech at the Time Cop Academy with big bold patches and hairy hands, Captain. <laughs> You're making a big mistake, Prince Philip. Time Cop Philip phases through the wall of the Queen's bedroom like a Skyrim NPC and kicks over a royal stool to get everyone's attention. Now listen up, wife, there's not much time. Prince Philip, my dead husband, but I thought you were dead. From your perspective, perhaps, but when you're a time cop, death and birth are just two ends of the same baguette. That is beautiful. That is a beautiful <laughs> line, that is. <laughs> and you can eat a baguette from either end. Of course, I understand now. And you can also eat it from the middle. I have so much to learn, but... I am almost dead. It doesn't have to be this way. Take this woman's chrono watch and be my time cop deputy. You can travel with me through time, putting right what once went wrong. And we can glue time cop Captain Tom's lips to a megaphone and other fun things. Oh, Philip, my dear mad old bastard racist husband, no. What? I think I've given quite enough. I've already done absolutely loads of things to make the world a better place. Just too many to list. Just absolutely loads. Well, can you name just one? Well, um, there, are, there was the Diana thing. <laughs> that was me. Uh, oh, well, uh, I suppose I just really can't be asked being a time cop. It sounds a bit too much like work, to be honest. I quite fancy just going around Scotland in a coffin for ages and everybody being sad near palaces. 
Guards! Guards! There's a time Philip in my bedroom! Come murder him at once! <laughs> at that moment, the palace's guards burst into the room and stab Prince Philip's mortal body to death with their bayonets, sending his chronoform juddering arsewise into another time stream, back to where he started. His chrono watch buzzes. It's Time Cop Captain Tom, and he has his Time Cop Captain Morning Veil on. Prince Philip, come in. Can you hear me, Prince Philip? Reading you loud and clear, Captain. <sighs> you never learn, do you? I really thought I had her this time, Captain. You said that the last 4,356 attempts, Phil. I'm declaring today a Time Cop bank holiday. Take the rest of the afternoon off. That's an order. I thought that was quite sad. Jeez. That was good, wasn't it? That was very dramatic. Yeah, Jeez. I can't see uh, Bob's Burgers director Simon <laughs> Chong animated that one somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it all on the line to do a sequel to Dianarchy. <laughs> so does he keep going back to the same point in time over and over again? It's really sad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah just trying to recruit her into the time police. It's just not going to happen because she's doesn't give a fuck about helping people. Because <laughs> she's fucking lazy as fuck. <laughs> I love the fact that her last day on Earth was just 4,000 attempts, one after the other, by Prince Philip to get her to be a time cop. <laughs> Every time, calling the guards in to stab him to death. That is one of the, one of the mad things that people keep saying. Like People are saying some wild stuff. And like... Lots of people that I know, like actually, like who is—I I don't want to pick, say we're on the sides, but people who are on broadly on our side keep going. Like, oh, I'm getting so annoyed with it. I fucking love it. No, oh, it's amazing. They're just showing themselves up. They're showing themselves up every second of the day. <laughs> Do you see that MP? It's so funny. The MP that said something to the effect of, "I was watching the telly and tears were streaming down my face," and then my little <laughs> my little toddler crawled over to me and put her hands on my face and said, "It's okay, we've got King now. It's fine." <laughs> <laughs> I see, keep seeing that thing with <laughs> like some. Divs are like, is anyone is anyone's corgi acting different? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> There's a disturbance in the corgi sphere. My corgi's nose is very dry. <laughs> is is using, that her? Is it using all the more moisture for tears? <laughs> but but one of my favourite things that people keep saying is like, well, how old is she? 93? 96. 96. 96. 96. Yeah. Fucking hell. So she was 96. And people, people are like, oh, like fair play to her. 96. That's because she's not fucking done anything. <laughs> she's got, she's, she'd just be sitting in her house for fucking 30, the last 30 years. Oh, she's always been here though. Yes, yeah, so. She's got, she's got a really lovely old lady face that you assume is kind. And you, she never says anything. So you never get to hear her just using racial slurs. <laughs> My nan's a hundred, and I know I know it's not a race. More of a conveyor belt that you fall off. If it, if it was your it, nan won DNF for the queen. Did not fuck about. <laughs> <laughs> Donut fanny. It's also what's been really good, I think, is seeing people that you know or maybe interact with on the reg come out and be like, "Oh, it's so sad." And then you look at them being like, "It's like the end of the fucking Usual Suspects." It was like, "Oh, you were." You were a div this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like in um in our buildings, uh in our buildings Facebook group, someone put up a picture of him and was like, Oh, so sad. And I just replied to him going, I can't believe she'll never get to see the cladding issue fixed. <laughs> <laughs> 
honestly just feel really confused by a lot of it. It's clear these people's brains don't work like mine. That's the thing. I just don't care. I just don't care. You spent half a day making a fucking <laughs> video about it. You can't claim not to care. Uh, no, I mean, I don't care that she's gone. I'm actually just rising above it. Yeah, I've got loads on, actually. <laughs> Just get on with it, lads. Just get on with it. Anyway, the video will be a karaoke version. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, what were you going to say? You have to toe a sensible line because, yeah, I'm assuming. Oh, quite just a lot because of you drink never... real ale. There's a good Venn diagram. People who drink real ale and Queen divs. Oh, yeah, the Queen. But sometimes Queen divs can get a little bit emotional and a little bit when they're drunk, and they do. And especially when one I've had one of my customers come to me saying, "This is a royalist pub. This is a this is King William the Fourth. It's a royalist pub." And I, oh, well, it's called the King Billy, and I changed the swinging sign to a goat, mate. It's clearly not a royalist <laughs> pub. <laughs> a goat with its like crown on, like it's, sideways, it's, like it's got a wonky <laughs> crown on. There's no respect here, mate. <laughs> what would a royalist pub entail? What what did he want you to make changes? He probably yeah. wanted more St David's flags and a little more. I don't know, just. Racism. He wanted you to get King Ralph off the telly. King Ralph would never happen. That is not how succession works. <laughs> so uh, Fulham Council cancelled their car-free day as of, out of respect for the Queen. <laughs> and they famously loved getting smashed and driving up and down the high street in our Land Rover. <laughs> Doing bit bips at everyone. <laughs> saying, saying it's the Queen, fuckers. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's like Eurovision, but all the time. <laughs> I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to give a feature to me. And if we go someplace, open sun, all the desert can't sleep you know, features with thee. And after I see drive it to a quiet grab, and talk about the name. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like, Oh, hello. I used to come around here looking for features. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. Well, it's because I had my fill of features, but now I've run out. So now it's time for my regular feature, and I have been rumming around, rummaging around in some of the Queen's old diaries, which went into the public domain the very second she died. Wow. And uh, it turns out she was a prolific diarist, and she was pretty adventurous with the format as well. So I mean, what I've got here is a, a Queen's diary that's written in the second person, and it's kind of like a semi-interactive choose-your-own-adventure. <laughs> she, she was bang into them, wasn't she? Yeah, she loved that. I think she pioneered the form. I won't spoil what's going on in there because that would be disrespectful to her memory, so God bless you, ma'am, and I'll just start reading it now. It is the 7th of February, 1952, and you are the Queen. King George VI has just died. Sad face. But his death triggered your immediate accession to the throne. Colon, capital D. You're now in the uncanny Queen cocoon that marks your time between your accession and the coronation. The best thing is... You're the queen, but your face isn't on the money yet, so you can still walk around in the streets kicking tin cans and scratching your fanny, and no one will go, ooh, the queen's got nits in her vag. You decide it's time to go on one last ha-ha-hurrah. 
you're going to go into railing. You put on your best disguise, a flat pair of shoes and a smaller crown than you'd normally wear, and you're off. Where do you want to go first on your interrailing adventure? We can pick anywhere in the anywhere world. Anywhere in the world on your interrailing adventure, yes. Brussels. Brilliant. You decide to go to Brussels, which entails going first through France. <laughs> Alighting from the bustling <laughs> French catamaran, you take in a gutful of honest French air. You open up your big queen face and suck in a thick lungful of untreated Gallic molecules. You shout at a nearby docker. Sweet air you got over here. Don't mind if I breathe it, do ya? Boff, replies the docker. It's time to breathe back out and try out some of the local eggs. You purse your pretty queen mouth into a tight little O like they taught you in finishing school. And you blow. And you blow. And you blow, I'll say it a third time. Fun. Your little lip aperture causes your hot monarch breath to come out like laser wind. Swinging your head around wildly, you knock a crouton off the top of an onion, causing a chef to say sacre bleu. Time for eggs, I reckon, you shout at a French set of triplets. They answer one word at a time, as is the way with French triplets. Nous n'avons pas des oeufs, madame. They shrug and giggle. This is outrageous. If they knew you were the queen, they'd lay you an egg themselves. After this adventure is over, you're never going to pretend not to be the queen again. Not being the queen is shit. But I want an egg, you say, hoping that this will get across the urgency of your situation. Désolé, nous avons perdu notre poule. This is fucking awful. If you were in England, you would already eaten one egg, and a butler would be pulling a handkerchief off a second egg allowing you to say, no thanks, an earth is an earth. <laughs> then the butler would have laughed and laughed until you clapped your hands, indicating that he should stop laughing and fuck off back into the butler pit. <laughs> In that case, you say, I will go on an adventure and I will find your hen. And all I ask in return is two eggs, one of which I shall eat and one of which I will decline, saying an earth is an earth. So, where should you go next? Where are we going to look for this hen? Where do hens go? I forgot to put a clue as to its whereabouts. Yeah. yeah. You see you see a, a signpost with a pair of lederhosen on it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go to Munich? You set sail for Munich, but turn left at the wrong place and end up in Hamburg. <laughs> <laughs> you turn left at the wrong place. <laughs> you took the right turn, but at the wrong time. Welcome to Hamburg, your biggest butler screams. But don't worry, your butler is disguised as an incredible hulk, so no one will guess you're the queen. You land the basket of your hot air balloon shaped like Bart Simpson's head on the closest evil witch and hop out. It's time to find that hen and get egging. You press the hen button on your nose trumpet and sniff three big wet queen sniffs. On the third sniff, your nose trumpet erupts with an unsure macaw, indicating that there is a hen nearby, but it is cloaked in riddles. You spot a figure standing with his hands on his hips on top of the town hall. It is the mayor of Hamburg, and he is wielding two girthy sausages held together by a thick plait of human hair, like a pair of erotic nunchucks. Hello, I'm looking for... You begin. But before you can finish, the mayor wags his finger and points at a poster. It looks like a missing hen poster, but is not worded like one. Sure enough, in the middle, there is a picture of a hen wearing a beret, and above it, large text reads, We have not seen this hen! And then underneath, in smaller letters, 
And even if we had, we wouldn't tell you, because we love the hen, and it is now as now. Your tiara sense is tingling. Something is not right here, but you can't put your diamond-sheathed fingers on it. A two-foot-tall man in lederhosen with a beak where his nose should be walks out of a small house shaped like a chicken roost. It sees you and starts trying to walk slowly backwards, whistling innocently, but what comes out is just a bunch of clucks. Curiouser and curiouser, you decide to retire to your thinking pedalo, which is where you solve all the hardest crimes. What are you going to do? Who, who do you think is the hen? One of the butlers? Having thunk it through, you leap out of the pedalo and point at one of the butlers, only to see the hen throwing off its little lederhosen and holding up a little sign that reads, I'm out of here, before putting on a flamenco dress and climbing into a biplane. Quickly, the hen is getting away. It's time to charter your royal aircraft and get on its tail. <laughs> wow, I finished that unfinished sentence, I thought, seamlessly. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you are paying close attention, are we to are we to chart a course for somewhere? We, well, first of all, you're following the, the the hen, so we're we're going to have an action sequence now. Okay. So you're hot on the hen's tail, but the hen throws a suitcase full of tubers and bockwurst at you. The hen clearly thinks they won't be needing those where they're going. Which makes you wonder if maybe they're leaving Germany. But quickly, you've got to dodge left or right. Do you go left or right to dodge the, the tubers and bockwurst? We've already gone left, and that was wrong. So let's go right. You steer right, avoiding the glancing blows of the boiled sausages, but taking heavy hits from the tubers. <clears throat> oh no, you're going down. It's, there's only one thing for it. You have to summon the powers of your thin bloodline and transform. Sacks, you shout, and metal cuffs beamed onto your forearms from the space station constantly in orbit above you. Coburg, you bellow. A revealing dress shaped like an upside-down crown buckles with a satisfying chonk around your waist. Gotha! Two emerald-encrusted tits screw themselves into place over your nasty queen bosom. Using the jet boosters in your titanium arse buckets, you're gaining on the hen. Congratulations! but you're close enough now to see that the boot of her biplane is full of chorizo and Spanish tortillas. But not paella, because that's actually a dish from Valencia, and Spanish people don't like it when you say, here, you're Spanish, have a fucking paella, you foreign <laughs> prick. <laughs> Where could she be going, you think to yourself? But something more urgent is happening. Uh-oh, the hen's using castanets to enter the Spanish warp zone. You can only follow her if you copy her rhythm perfectly. Okay. Can you... That's great. You'll, you'll keep up now. Now for a harder one. <laughs> God, that was riveting. I'll do this one. Go on it. That's it. Chickens just don't have the fucking digits to use castanets to any level of competency. You've, <laughs> you've, you've absolutely creamed the hen at castanets. So now you are... You have the... You, for fuck's sake, I've in the Spanish warp zone, zone right? You, you are in the Spanish warp zone, but um, something went wrong. Sp clocks are everywhere now, spiralling out of control. Um, using the information available to you, do you decide to go to Madrid in Spain or do you go to Lisbon in Portugal because it sounds like Lisbon is French for Liz good? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, gotta be that. <laughs> gotta be Liz good. 
Ah, oh, there's, um... Okay, you try to dock in Lisbon. Shout left right booster or right booster, and I will see if you can dock properly on the town square. Okay, you're going right down, booster, right gentle booster, pace. Right booster. You're, you're spinning left. You're spinning left now. You're going too fast to the left. Left you booster, left booster. You're, I, right oh, booster. No, no, you're going don't up again now. You, you've right got booster. You've, got, you've gone back out into orbit and you've landed in fucking Madrid, Steve. Oh. oh. <laughs> you land in Madrid perfectly. The hen looks astonished. You have bested me at this game of wits. I will lay you the eggs you require. Yo, the, the hen says. <laughs> The hen bends over and begins to grunt and scream as an egg slowly erupts from its reproductive tract with a deafening pop. Oh boy, this is it. If that egg lays one more, if that hen lays one more egg, you'll be able to say it. Sure enough, after five minutes, the hen's anus or whatever anus is it an anus? reproductive tract? Cloaca. 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 It starts expanding, and you gently finger the egg back in, saying, No, thank you. An earth is an earth. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor of Madrid pokes his head out of a manhole cover. What the fuck are you on about? How the fuck am I, the mayor of Madrid, supposed to get a, bu- a pun based on knowledge of two languages that I do not speak? You, madam, are a very self-absorbed young woman. Fuck this, you say to yourself. You're absolutely over not being the queen right now. You rip off your bald wig, revealing all of the crown jewels. How do you like them apples? It's me, the queen. Now laugh at my egg joke or I'll colonize the shit out of you and put all your mums in the British Mum Museum and I'll write the little information panels myself and the information panels for all your mums in my mum museum will say, nasty slag who doesn't even have to wipe her ass after going to the toilets. Everyone reluctantly laughs. And you can stop laughing when I clap my hands, you say. After 30 minutes, you hold your hands apart like you're about to clap. But instead of clapping, you slowly swivel your hands and give everyone the double bird before flying back to England on a swan. And that is why, to this day, everyone in Spain is always laughing. (laughs) (laughs) She was a classy woman, wasn't she? Class, class act till the end. Class, grace, honourable... She'll follow you in a biplane. Did you ever buy yourself a beanie? An alien name to please the queen. You can fly in and out the beehive. With a beanie beneath me wings. Well, that's it for this week's very sad episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. And if you do, we will bestow upon the your very own bee name. That's right. We will destroy your old human name, give it a right old send-off, 21-gun salute, and then <laughs> from the soil of your human grave, a bee name shall sprout like a daisy. <laughs> Boys, please give bee names to the following new patrons. May I stop you there, Steve? <gasps> Out of deference for our 
Lully Queen, who gone and got in the mud this week. Dog, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> that is bang out of order. That is too far. That is too far, actually, Log. Clip that. I well, out of deference to that, what, what a wonderful woman. I have downloaded a JPEG of the names of a lot of the royal corgis, a lot of which seem to have a very much honey theme to them. Mm. So yeah, so I've managed to compile all the today's this week's B names out of corgi names, just putting them all together. So this is a very, very oh. special and uh, honestly the most appropriate thing I could think of to do with <laughs> my feelings on this whole matter. <laughs> Love. That's a really nice thing. That's a really nice so, idea, Log. So these are corgi yeah. names and also bee names. Yes, there's a lot of one-word things that I've, I've just put loads of corgi names together to create kind of bee-sounding names, and some of them are quite nice. Right, like corgi Lego bricks. Please give one of those names to Ronan McGarry. Your name is made up from the three corgis called Tiny Sugar and Buzz. You are Tiny Sugar Buzz. <laughs> That's good. I like this. This is really cute. I like this a lot. Please give a bee name to Rachel Callagher. You are Smoky Apollo, loyal subject. <laughs> That's Smoky with an E-Y? Um, Smoky without an E. That You're thinking of the Americanized Smoky and the Bandit spelling, but this was a very mm. English Smoky dog. A very, very, very English, very Smoky. I do like the fact there is one corgi called most loyal subject that's fucking weird as though we're all the humans in england are competing but fuck you you don't hold a candle to this corgi my most loyal subject mate they're all laughing their fucking heads off at us in that palace like look at the state of those corgi names they're just like oh yeah like all those mutants outside crying not the most loyal subjects though are they they could camp out there as long as they want <laughs> they don't get to eat little treats out of my fist They'll never be as loyal as this dog. Please give a bee name to Kieran Corrigan. Kieran Corrigan is named after the two dogs called Pickles and Tinker. You are Pickles Stinker. Oh. <laughs> Pickles Stinker. Pickles Stinker. Pickles Stinker. Pickles Stinker. You little Pickles Stinker, you. <laughs> Please give a bee name to Mike McDonald. Phoenix Shadow. Honey Dash. It's, um... <laughs> If you can imagine Phoenix Wright teaming up with Sonic the Hedgehog's shadow <laughs> and going on a Honey Dash adventure, then I think you're quite close to what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Super Smash Brothers finishing move. Yeah. As do a lot of these B names, to be fair. <laughs> Please give a B name to Andy Harako. Disco Flora. Brackets. Windsor Quiz. <laughs> Disco flora, as in plants. Yeah, disco flora. A lot, of, a, lot, a lot of fun. You get some nice honey off them, I reckon. But also there's a dog called Windsor Quiz, which I just realised is a pun on wins a quiz. Uh, they do like a laugh, don't they? They do love a little bit of wordplay, like a nerf is a nerf. But why is that a fucking dog's name? <laughs> I like that he's dressed up in a little Quizmaster's outfit. He's got a little wand in his hand. Well, if you'd like your very own bee name... Go to patreon.com and help us out. If you'd like one of those corgi bee names, you've got to wait until King Charles gets in the mud with his mum. Queenie's in the mud, in the mud. Queenie's in the mud. Liz is in the mud, in the mud. Liz is in the mud.